Hi, this is Tim Del Toro. And I'm Lou Angel Wolf, and we are the Grease Gurus. Our show is broadcast every Saturday morning live at WTAN 10 Talk Radio 1340. That's 10 o'clock every Saturday morning for an automotive forum that is flavored with humor and insight. We encourage you to call in and be part of the Grease Gurus show. We'd love to have you, and we will certainly help you find your inner grease. This show is sponsored by Tim's Performance Service Center and beautiful Tarpon Springs at 906 Verona Place. And you can reach us personally at 727-543-1601. Aha. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. I am crazy. Come on down to Crazy Used Car Lot. We've got prices slashing down from 2004s to 1989 models. Come on down here. You got to see these cars. We got Chevys. We got Fords. We got Daewoo. We got trucks like this nice Nissan Titan right here. Get yourself in one. Drive it home. Your wife's going to love it. Bring everybody you know and come on out here. Ask for my wife too. She's cooking a pot of beans and she'll love to serve some to you. So come on down and we'll get you straight. We got Jeeps. We got anything you'd like to get your behind in, I'll tell you right now. Get yourself behind one of these steering wheels. She drives like a dream. I drove them all myself. Now come on down. Crazy. Get you a car. Hold on, folks. We're not done yet. We got a special offer for you today. If you get down here, I will give you a basket and you can go out with my personal bean patch and fill that basket up with beans you can take home with you tonight. We got Mazdas. We got Suzuki. Beans. Get off that couch you're sitting on and drive yourself on down over here in that crazy bucket of bolts you've been driving. And come on over here. We'll get you in a brand new car today. I got so many cars here, I don't know what to do with them. That's why we're slashing prices left and right. Here, crazy cars, trucks, and crazy little sporty motorbikes. We got vans. We got red Nissans. We got white Nissans. So come on down to Crazy Hubs, right behind my house. But down by Tankard's Nursery, take a left by I-64. People say I'm full of beans. They may be right. But I'm new, for the best price in town, come on down to Crazy Hubs. We got beans! Hi, this is Dana Meekum. You're listening to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Send the way back machine. Yes, sir, Mr. Peabody. Okay, listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Reader and Cards, and I'm your show host, Robert. Run your computers in Google Tantalk, 1340.com, and you can see us live here in the studios in downtown Clearwater. Don't forget to check out our website, GolfstreamMotorsports.com, where you can find out all about us. And if you've missed any of our past shows, go to our archive page, Nostalgic Reader and Cards, which is also located on our website. And you can hear all past 400 and some odd shows. Wow. 2019. And uh, a lot of good stuff happening this year. Good evening, Tommy, and welcome back. I'm glad to have you. Thank you, Robert. Good evening to you. Yeah, I got my main man, Tommy, back. He, he's running the board. Bobby was here over the summertime. Summer. <laughs> Christmas vacation. So Winter break. Winter break. Yeah, he's back in school. So, let's see. Boy, I'll tell you what. Let's jump right into the Florida Car Shows Minute. What's going on this week? Well, this week, which is a really big deal. The Mecham Kissimmee 2019 auction from January 3rd to the 13th, 3,500 cars. So that means 3,500 lucky people will be driving away with new cars. 
And uh, I'm li- I got the website up right now. It's Meekum.com, uh, obviously, MeekumAuctions.com. And uh, on the first page, there's a couple of cars that are just really, 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 really close to my heart. One is Lot F124, which is a 1967 Shelby GT500, but it's not just any GT500. It is the one, the only Shelby GT500 Super Snake. Now, at one point in time, that car actually resided here in St. Petersburg. It was actually owned by uh, a local businessman. I had an opportunity to see that car. Actually, I've seen it in a couple Shelby meets. The history on the car was is that uh, Shelby was contacted by Goodyear, I believe it was Goodyear, to do a tire test. And the 67 Shelby was the first year for the big blocks, and they, came, they were 428 police interceptor engines. So they were basically an engine that they used in the current existing model, big full-size 7-liter galaxies, police cars, and Thunderbirds. And it, uh, the letter designation on the uh, 428 PI motor, police interceptor motor, was P in a police car and Q in a Galaxy or a Thunderbird. So what Carroll Shelby did, he said, okay, so we got a big black car out here and we need to run this tire test and they want us to run 180 miles an hour and prove that that tire is good for 180 miles an hour. Now, if you look at the car, it's a white car, it's a plain Jane car, it's got a set of stripes on it, which sets it apart from all the other 67 Shelbys. And, uh, and it's got outboard headlights. Now, if you're familiar with 67 Shelbys, the early cars all had inboards. Then who really knows what the true story is, but for some reason they made some outboards. People said that the two inboard lights were too close, and it looked like a motorcycle coming down the road. Eh, that's debatable. Some other people said that, well, the lights are inboard, and it's blocking the airflow to the radiator. So we'll move them to the outside. So now it looks like a quad headlight car. The jury's still out on that one, too. Nonetheless, it's a white car. It's got 10 spokes on it. And what really makes the car look kind of eh, silly, I mean, a performance car like a Shelby or a Mustang with white wall tires and mag wheels, mm, I don't think so. And uh, But anyway, that's what this car had on it. And there was a set of white walls. I can't remember what they were, the tires were. But what Carol Shelby said, well, our regular PI motor, the car only runs maybe 150 miles an hour if it's geared right. So we need something with a little bit more oomph. And what we think we'll do is we'll put in a 427 motor, which is what they did. So this is one of many, but this is the only Super Snake. And I believe it had a competition aluminum head 427 NASCAR engine put in it. Shelby prepared, of course. And they did run that thing at, I believe, back in the day, it was Texas Motor Speedway. In fact, there was a model that came out in 1967. It was a Shelby. You could buy it through AMT, I believe it was. And in the model kit, there came a record. And the record is Carroll Shelby narrating this drive, that his test drive that he was doing with the uh, Super Snake on the Motor Speedway, testing the Goodyear tires. And they ran the car, I believe, and I always say I believe because I'm not 100% sure because, you know, you read stuff and who knows these days. At any rate, I think the car ran like 181 miles an hour. Which is pretty fast for a car like that when you really think about it, it's, you know, with an unsophisticated uh, suspension. I mean, all it basically was was your basic Mustang with a big set of sway bars on it, a nice set of shock absorbers, and, and these skinny little white wall Goodyear tires. And, uh, but they, they ran the test, and then uh, I think they, uh, after Carroll Shelby came in, I think they ran it once or twice a couple more times. But anyway, so this very car is one of the highlight cars at the... Uh, at the Meekum Auction this weekend in uh, Kissimmee. Another car that's on there, again, I got a weakness for Shelby's, is a 1965 289 Cobra CSX 2588, lot number F136. Now, a few years ago, you could buy those cars for, you know, under half a mil, then they went to half a mil, then they went to three quarters. Shoot, those things are bringing over a million now. And a big block car is probably a million and a half, two million. So stuff's just, uh, I guess I'll never get one. I can get a replica, maybe. Hey, anyway, can I ask you a question? Sure, ask me a question. Did I? I'm, I'm, I'm. Let me preface this by saying I never knew that they made a truck before Shelby. Yes, they a made, pickup. I saw a Shelby pickup truck over the holidays. Okay, so here's what they did in the seventies. In the, excuse me, in the eighties. I think it was 83, he meant. He might have said. I'm yeah. not sure. Okay, in eighty, in the early eighties, Carroll Shelby. Uh, because he had a really good relationship with Lee Iacocca, who was the one that was kind of responsible for getting uh, Ford and Shelby together, because Lee Iacocca, I think, was vice president at the time, and a lot, often he's credited with being the uh, father of the Mustang. He was just in office at the time, 
and when the car was being released and they built the car and they hit production when Iacocca was vice president. So that's the story on that. But at any rate, so when Iacocca went over to Chrysler, Shelby kind of followed suit because they had a relationship. So they made these pathetic little Chrysler cars, and I probably will get ostracized for saying that, but they were little Mopars. And they did like a little Omni and a Shadow and some other goofy little cars. And what they did is they put a little pipe on them and they put a, some graphics on them, changed the wheels and tires, and they called them the Dodge Shelby. Well, they also made a Dodge Shelby truck. So it was, a mid, it was an intermediate-sized truck, about the size of, if I recall, the uh, Ford Ranger, but Dodge yes, version. Yes, it of was it. a small truck. Right, right, right. Exactly. Now, fast forward to 2000, you know, mid 2008, 9, 10, 11, 12, whatever. Ford is back into making some cool looking Ford trucks. Well, they actually teamed up with Shelby American in Las Vegas. So, for example, they, you can get a Shelby Edition Raptor Ford and uh, some other really cool stuff besides a regular Shelby Mustang, and uh, and as well as the AC Cobras. Now, in addition to the Shelbys and the Cobras are tons of Corvettes, Chevelles, hot rods, race cars, Ferraris, uh, just some really cool stuff. GTOs, 57 Thunderbirds, um, you know, some foreign cars, your usual array of Camaros and Mustangs and uh, uh, just, you know, Chevelles, GTOs, Goats, Roadrunners, Satellites. All that stuff is going to be there. 3,500 cars. So if nothing else, and you're not really in the market to buy, you should go over there just for the auction experience. Because Mecham Kissimmee, this particular one, because it's 3,500 cars, is absolutely incredible. So you need to check out Mecham's. I will be there tomorrow. So if anybody's bored out of their mind and it has a little extra time, I will be over there tomorrow afternoon. Because I'm heading over there to check out the auction. Because, uh, you know, I'm a big car fan. So and they run a lot of private collections and stuff like that. In fact, if you go to the website, you'll find out all about it. Now, next week is Scottsdale Collector Car Week. Now, get this. So, Mecham is 11, 10 days, let's just say consecutive days, from uh, the 3rd to the 13th. Scottsdale starts actually on Monday and goes through till Sunday of next week. And there's six auctions. There's Barrett-Jackson, there's Russo and Steel, there's Goodings, there's Bonhams, there's RM, and there's Auction America. Collectively, between all six auctions for that week-long period, which is six days, seven days of... of, of just amazing car stuff going on in Scottsdale, Arizona. They have maybe 22 to 2,500 cars collectively. So Meekham's got them beat by 1,000 cars, 3,500 cars. So that's quite a few cars. So if you want to buy something, hey, word of advice, have some money in your pocket. Wait till the very last day and look for the bargains, you know, because that's what you want to do. I mean, if you're looking for something just to get a really, really great deal on the driver, that's what I would recommend. And... Uh, Let's see. So, Scottsdale Collector Car Week next week. Uh, let's see. At the end of the month, beginning of the next month, is the Guitar Expo in Orlando. We will be there for that. How about a big shout-out to my good friends over there at uh, Midway Shoe. If you guys, uh, like me, wear this living day outside of your shoes, and you don't like paying $100 for a pair of shoes all the time, or 60 bucks or whatever it is, uh, you know, get your shoes repaired. Right? It just costs 20 25 bucks to get them resold. So, Get the, give my buddy Jake over there call at Midway Shoes. His number is 581-2166. Don't forget, right around the corner in Largo is our good friends, the Rib Shack. So if you really want some scrumptious barbecue, all kinds of stuff, check out the Rib Shack. And their number is 501-9090. And then today, if you go to my Facebook page, uh, I had some business to take care of in St. Pete. So I went down to St. Pete Beach and stopped in to see my good old buddies down there at St. Pete Guitars. Now, they got a rooked cool old guitar shop, and I'm into vintage guitars. Not that I'm any good at playing it or anything like that, um, but I do like old vintage guitars. So I grabbed my old bass that I bought when I moved to Florida in 1971, and it's kind of a replica or a tribute to the uh, Hofner Beetle bass that uh, Paul McCartney played. And uh, now, Hofner, even back in the day, it was a two $300 guitar. Today, they're in the thousands, uh, an original Hofner of that vintage era is probably four or five thousand. But, any rate, so I've got my little, uh, you know, um, uh, tribute guitar, if you will, and uh, or reproduction version of it. But anyway, so it was a guitar that I bought new when I was a little kid, and uh, I've had it ever since. Not that I'm very good at bass playing or anything like that, but I do tinker with it. So it needed a little tweaking. So my friends down there, Lee and Sebastian at uh, St. Pete Guitars, check out their website, stpeteguitars.com. Follow them on Facebook. They uh, did a little tweaking on my guitar, and it sounds like brand new. In fact, they were even impressed with it. So for a little Japanese guitar, which was kind of, you know, coming the in thing back in the 70s, 60s even, you know, like Japanese guitars, and they were good. The electronics were actually pretty good on them. And uh, so they took care of that. 
And then, of course, on the way back, I had to stop on my good friend's uh, Tri-City Bolt and Screw because I had to pick up some stainless nuts and bolts and screws because I'm working on Miss Money Penny because over the weekend I had to do some, I had to do a brake job, had to do, uh, replace a wheel cylinder, a rear wheel seal, and, you know, usual things that uh, typically go wrong with a British car. But Miss Money Penny's a good girl. She rides again, and uh, so I had to pick up some nuts and bolts from Tri-City. Give them a shout down there, too. Ask for Timmy and those guys, and their number is 546-4411. Yeah, that's where you go for your stainless steel hardware or your nuts and bolts and stuff like that. Because, hey, if you're replacing something on your car, we're in Florida. Stuff kind of goes... <laughs> anyway, and then, of course, uh, if you're into British cars and you need British car parts or service or questions or any of that stuff, hey, go see my friends down there at uh, Glenn's MGs. They'd be more than happy to help you out. They had a bunch of MG stuff in there today and obviously Triumphs and Jaguars and Heelys and all the other cool British car stuff. But I think we're going to fire up the turntable here. We got a little... Uh, I'm not sure what we got. What are we playing here? Beatles. The Beatles. Oh, well, hey, I got a Beatle bass guitar. Let's play some Beatle music. Hey, you're tuned into Nostalgic Reading Cars. Don't touch that dial. Here's a little uh, The Night Before. Listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt. At the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727 501 9090. That's 727 501 9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727 501 9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. Looking for car shows? Then look no further than flacarshows.com. On your computer or on your mobile device, flacarshows.com is a comprehensive list of automotive events plus videos and news articles. Whether you're looking for car shows, cruise-ins, meetups, automotive festivals, cars and coffees, or anything else relating to an internal combustion engine, then this is a site for you. Check it out online or on your phone at flacarshows.com. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. And uh, wow, you know, hey, like I said, if you want to find out where all the car shows in the state of Florida, be sure and check out flacarshows.com. Now, I think Tommy, do you have the uh, the uh, little prices right thing? I think what we're going to do is we're going to do a little. Um, there we go. We're going to do a radio show giveaway. All right, all right. Here's what I got. Now, I want to give you guys a little heads up here. I have recently teamed up with my good friends over at Fastlane Travel. Fastlane Travel's been around since 1976, and what they do is they specialize in trips and tours to Deutschland and the Porsche Porsche factory. Okay, now I went along on those trips back in 1980 and 81. Fast forward to a month ago. I decided to team up with them in their sales and PR department. So I'm with Fastlane Travel now, and hopefully with a little luck, I may be blasting down the Deutsche Autobahn between München, which is Munich, and Stuttgart, which is the home of Porsche. Now, 
What I have in my hand here are some decals. And if you drive on the Deutsche Autobahn and you're a member of Fast Lane Travel and you take one of their amazing tours to Deutschland, and not only do they go to Germany to the Porsche factory and the Porsche Museum and the BMW Museum and the Mercedes Museum and countless castles and the Oktoberfest and where we can drink lots of beer, okay, Pilsner, as we say, feel beer, lots of beer. In fact, if you tuned in last week, we had uh, my buddy on there from uh, Mike Bryant from Dunedin Brewery. If you want to check out some good beer, go to Dunedin Brewery, by the way, right up here. And they got uh, music. Music, yes, they play music up there, you know, so it's really cool. In fact, uh, maybe tomorrow night I might go up there. At any rate, because it's open mic night at uh, Dunedin Brewery. But anyway, so if you drive down the Autobahn and you rent the Porsche, you rent a Porsche. This is part of the deal. You get to rent a Porsche, drive the uh, Porsche. It's a 911 probably, or in this case, the new 992s, a Cayman or a Cayenne, uh, maybe even a Boxer, maybe even a Cayman, probably a Cayman. And uh, you get up to, oh, 150 miles an hour. And when you drive 150 miles an hour on the the, uh, Autobahn, you get a little decal. And the decal says, and I'm going to hold one up here so you can see one in the video, says 150 mile an hour club. If you're a little bit more daring, you can join the 250 kilometer 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 uh, club, and I have these two decals. Now, here's how you're going to get these decals. You have to be one of the callers that knows that other than Germany, what other country in Europe has no speed limits on part of their autobahn? Now, if you know the answer to that question, other than Germany, what other country? may have no speed limits. In Deutschland, we say Geschwindigkeitsbegrenzung, Geschwindigkeitsbegrenzung, which means speed limit in Deutsch, in German. If you know that, give us a call here at studio, 727-541, no, that's not it, 727-441-3000, 727-441-3000, or let me put my eyeballs on here, one 826 1340 if you're at a penniless, excuse me, Pinellas County. And uh, so here I have a couple decals. Oh, yes, I even have a patch. I have a sew-on patch, okay? So you can sew on your patch on your, well, your suitcase, if you will, or your jacket. And it says that I'm a member of the 150-mile-an-hour club on the Autobahn. It says Autobahn right here by courtesy of Fast Lane Travel. So Google FastLaneTravel.com, and you can check out our website. You can check out all the cool stuff. And I will be talking about that stuff in the future. Because with a little luck, like I said, I may be going to Deutschland this year, and I may be bonsaiing down the Autobahn. Well, I think it's about time we uh, fire up the turntable again, and I think it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And since we're talking about cars and auctions and all that other cool stuff, I'm going to be looking forward to having him on the show. He's been on our show before, so uh, we will be talking about cars. But let's see what else we got over here. I'm looking through the Meekum list here. I mean, this is pretty nice stuff. 70 GTO Judge Convertible. And apparently that's a genuine car. Now, I only met a handful of Judge Convertibles. This one's a factory 400 CID motor. And, you know, it's amazing how the cars were back in the day. Uh, they were underrated in the horsepower. And I can tell you my own experiences because I was trying to buy a 69 Shelby GT500 back in the day. And I remember the... The insurance guy goes, so uh, what kind of car is it? Oh, that's a Mustang. I didn't disclose it. It was a 69 Shelby. He goes, uh, what kind of motor's in it? And I said, it's got a V8. He goes, what kind of transmission? I go, manual. And he goes, uh, okay, uh, can you give me the serial number on the car? And I kind of hesitated for a second because I was like 16 and like really, really green. I didn't know at least what kind of information you could pull off a VIN number, like on your Fords. And your AMCs and Chrysler, you can actually pull out the body style and the VIN number will also denote the engine size. So I read off the serial number, which was 9F03, so 969F4 Detroit, 03 convertible. And then there came the big one, which I hesitated, and it said R. And R is a 428 Cobra Jet engine. And he says, stop right there. Of course, the next sequence numbers is 4800, whatever it might have been. 48 denotes that it's a 69 or 70 Shelby. He goes, kid, that's a Shelby. Oh, I I think I got into the 48. He goes, that's a Shelby with a 428. I go, yeah. And he goes, well, now, you know, uh, you didn't lie. 
you know how they always have to intimidate you because you're a kid. You didn't lie, but you did say um, there was a V8, and you did say it was manual transmission. I said, yeah. Um, okay, well, here's the deal. Uh, you're 16 with uh, one faux pas on your record, and uh, you're buying a 300, a car that's rated at 335 horsepower. Now, they rated those horsepowers low just for this very reason, so insurance would be low. And uh, who knows what it was. It was probably closer to 400 horsepower. Just like they say the LS6 Chevelle was closer to 500 horsepower. At any rate, uh, so he goes and says, well, now, what are you paying for the car? And I said, does it matter? And he goes, no, not really, but uh, let me give you a rough idea. He says, you're going to be on there as a named driver. Your mom's going to own the car. So you're a 16-year-old kid with one blemish on your record, and you're driving a car that's rated at 335 horsepower that's 7-plus liters. He says, your insurance, it's going to cost $2,500 a year to insure that car. And that's you as a second driver. And I'm going, geez, the car was only $2,500. Okay? So $2,500 a year. And, wait a minute, it's uh, like for real? And uh, so that was, uh, how are we doing there, Tommy? We're ready to go? Okay. So anyway, that was a lot of money back in the day. And I consider my, my, week, my paycheck, my hourly check, my hourly pay was $1.18 an hour. So do the math. That's a lot of work and a lot of money for insurance. But anyway, hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I think we got a little, uh, ah, a little Venturi's. Walk, don't run. Walk, don't run to your nearest auction. And buy yourself a classic American car. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We'll be right back. to be driving that baby some thrill but you know before that pilot could fly from coast to coast in three hours plus somebody had to invest about a million hours getting him ready for it there's a lot of designing testing and trial runs behind every new innovation or new performance record how do i know my name's carol shelby and performance is my business Okay, we're back, and you're tuned into Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and it's time to introduce our special guest for the evening. And I'm delighted to welcome back to Nostalgic Radio and Cars my good friend and the color commentator for Meekum Auctions, John Craman. John, how you doing, buddy? Hey, Robert, doing great, my friend, doing great. Really digging the uh, Florida weather. Yeah, well, you know, you missed the music because I actually had the Venturis on there because I know you still have your band, right? Redline 8000, is that what it is? 
Redline 7000. Yeah, we played out at the Osceola Heritage Park, uh, part of the Meekum Auction Entertainment Stage. Got a, a lot more stuff going on out there uh, over the next week or so. Okay, so you guys were actually playing there? Yeah, we actually, uh, my band, Redline 7000, Three Piece Classic Rock, we actually played uh, on the entertainment stage on Saturday, January 5th from 2 until 6 p.m. Your listeners remember to come out next year, hopefully. Uh, we'll do a, we'll do an encore performance. Oh, wow. So you're only doing it one time? You're not doing it like every other day or something like that? Yeah, you know, they kind of twist my arm and told my head to go on television. So. Oh, yeah. A little, a, a little bit of a conflict there on the timing. Oh, Don. Well, bring your guitar with you. You're, you're, are you in it? So what was it? Was it Jaguars or was it uh, Jazz Masters? You're Jaguars, right? Jazz Masters, yeah. Jazz Masters. 66 Jazz Master and played it. Yeah, love it. Okay, so when you, when's Meekum going to do a guitar uh, guitar auction? Hey, you know, you never know. As the world's largest collector car auction, world's largest vintage motorcycle auction, uh, I would not be surprised, the uh, world's largest uh, uh, road art memorabilia auction, I would not be surprised if we would dabble in uh, vintage guitars at, at some point. Stay tuned, as they say. Stay tuned. Well, now, you know, uh, the Guitar Expo is uh, the first weekend of February, so if you're still in Orlando by then, you can uh, make it this time, because I know the last couple of times it was the same weekend as Meekum, so you can get away. Yeah, that's, uh, I've actually had a chance to uh, go to that, and that is for guitar fans. That is a must-go-to event, very much like coming out and uh, uh, even just as a spectator, coming out to see the extravaganza have gone out at Osceola Heritage Park. It's incredible. Uh, we have grown this auction to be the world's largest collector car auction by far. I mean, something even close. It, it's running 11 days, 3,500 cars, and we're hoping to, for the first time ever in our 30 plus year history we're open to crack that 100 million dollar mark in total sales for one auction Kissimmee last year set the record at about 97 million we're hoping to we're hoping to finally after all these years crack that 100 million dollar level that's incredible because I mean let's see last year you had what 3,000 so this year you beat it by 500 so you got 35 I think you're on track to do the 100 million dollar sales. Yeah, Quota. that'll be that'll be big news. We'll be very very proud. It's a heck of an accomplishment, uh, and uh, it's it's certainly within our sights. We still need some big days out there, but so far uh, we are we are on track to exceed our dollar volume last year, which once again was a record. So we just keep resetting the bar. We did add a day this year. This year it's eleven days. Last year ten. And you're right, we raised the lineup uh, target from uh, 3,000 cars to 3,500. So that in itself ought to help us uh, break that barrier. But then we've got uh, we've got a handful of cars we're expecting millions and millions of dollars on. So if we just hit you know, one or two of those, we're guaranteed success. So. Well, now I noticed you, got, uh, you do a lot of, um, and because the, the tent that's out front, and there's like I think there's two, but the one in front there, that's the one's got a lot of the private collections in it. So tell us about some of the cle- the collections. You got the Wilson McMillan estate, you got the K.O. Irwin estate, the RPM collection, Doug Pittman collection, Leipziger collection, Bogoraton collection. I mean, tell us a little bit about these collections. <laughs> I know, I know, I, I, I I'm reading off the. See, I'm am t- cheating. I'm reading off the website here, you know. But I actually did my homework ahead of time, so I kind of know what's in some of the collections. But tell us about some of them. Right, um, you know, th- uh, uh, approximately 30 collections at this auction, which is another astonishing uh, achievement for the for the entire Meekum crew, led by the Meekum consignment team, but then it takes all the parts and pieces of everybody involved in the Meekum organization to put all these all these parts and pieces into place. Um, collection sales are becoming a more important part of what we do as a Meekum auction, and collectors that have cars that they want to sell as a group because of the proven track record that we've had it just continues to grow and grow and and grow we've got collections every day of the auction many of the cars selling at no reserve keep in mind we are a reserve auction we actually encourage our consigners to place that protected price on their on their entry so that they're not under any obligation to take less than what they want but we do know at a reserve auction the no reserve cars get some extra attention and they've got to reduce fee structure and um, we've had good success with those, so gratified to see that you know a lot of our consigner are big collectors, world class, the top collectors in the world. They've all made their way here, Robert, to Kissimmee. We've got consigners, we've got buyers, and we've got spectators, literally from every state except for Hawaii. 
uh, unless in the last couple of days somebody from Hawaii has popped in, <laughs> from virtually every state and a lot of people from outside the country as well. This is truly a world event. It sets the stage for the entire year in the electric car world. Um, we've got a ton of television coverage coming up, uh, about 30 hours of television coverage on NBCSN. So if you can't make it out to the auction venue, check out NBCSN. And, and more than likely, when you when you hit that channel, we're going to be on it. Well, you know what's really cool is what's and and I'm kind of a proponent of this. Every once in a while, when I, if I do go out during the week or something like that, uh, you know, it's a lot of the sports bars they play typical sports. But I walk in there and I go right up to the manager and said, "Hey, can you do me a favor? You know, Meekum's on this week. Can you uh, find me a uh, channel where I can see some car auction stuff?" And you would be amazed at how many people stop looking at sports. And then walk over there and stare at the car. Oh, I had one of those. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Look how expensive. Oh, you know, and it's just like, wow, people just really get into it. So I think that we need to make sure that more of these restaurants carry Meekum auctions. And, uh, you know, because it's 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 just it's entertaining and it's fun. And, uh, you know, car, everybody's in the cars. Well, not everybody, but a lot of people are. And then and that's one way to kind of get more and more people involved in it, you know, not to mention car shows and stuff. But so how much coverage and what's the what's the what's the timetable like this week? So, in other words, if I wanted to tune in. And I know a lot of times shows are on in the evening, so that's generally when I when when I happen to be in a you know a restaurant or something like that or a or a pub or something, and uh, you know getting a bite to eat. But a lot of times I see them. But what's the schedule for this week? Yeah, we're going to kick off uh, Wednesday uh, with a six-hour show, live show from twelve until six. This is all Eastern time, local time. Uh, and then we're going to we're we're going to repeat that on Thursday and Friday. So easy to remember: twelve until six, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Uh, shifts gears a little bit on Saturday, where we go um, from uh, 12:30 until 4. Doesn't sound like a lot of coverage, but we're taping before we go on, and we're taping afterwards about four and a half hours. That's going to be put together with an extra hour. We're going to tape on Thursday and Friday, and that's going to air on Sunday. So we're, we're oh. cramming about 30 about 30 hours of total coverage, much of it live but some of it taped and then spliced together and then aired on Sunday for some extra bonus coverage. The network, NBCSN, really, the relationship we have with them is incredible. Uh, they give us a lot of airtime, and, of course, the shows rate well. So it's kind of a win-win for everybody on that deal. Okay. Now, tell me about some of the cars in here that, uh, and, and I know you can't be biased, but just tell us about some of your favorites. Well, I have to say, being you know, being a, a, a Corvette guy, we've got some of the best Corvettes in the world at this auction. What's really sort of leading the charge um, is the two styling Corvettes, a '63 and a '64 Corvette that came out of the Jim Styling Department. Uh, Harley Oral and Bill Mitchell, the designers, um, head designers during arguably the best years of automotive design ever. That can be argued in a fun way, but these are the guys that. Uh, were the real deal back in the day. They made special cars for themselves. Uh, the cars were never supposed to survive. They've been restored, and they're selling us a pair. And, I mean, we're talking several million dollars for the pair of this car. Uh, and then, of course, the lead car of the auction is my single favorite car, the entire auction. Uh, expected to set a record of all time in a beat auction. We'll get into the pet just a moment. And, of course, that's a 65 Ford GT, the competition prototype Roadster. Uh, and that's the the buzz on that is in the ten million dollar range. And if that does sell, that'll exceed our our previous high high record mark of seven point two five million dollars for a Cobra Daytona sixty five, one of only six remaining that uh, sold in Monterey or Monterey auction all the way back in two thousand and ten. I remember that I was there for that auction, and uh, that was pretty oh. impressive. Yeah. Cool. And uh, and the, obviously the Ford, you know, me being a Ford guy and a Shelby guy anyway, so, you know, this prototype, um, yeah, 10 million. Well, let me tell you this. This is just my personal <laughs> take. If you look at the Ferrari, and, of course, McNeil just paid uh, $70 million for one uh, one of the GTOs. Uh, when yeah. we were at RM, somebody paid, uh, I think, 40-some-odd $40 million, $45 million for that rebodied car, the 62 that was converted to a 63 Le Mans-style car. And then a few yep. years before that, at Bonhams, they paid $37, $38 million. And, I, and I'm talking before hammer price um, on the other GTO. Now, and that one was burnt to the ground and then rebodied totally. So, you know, um, when you start looking at a Ford GT and a Daytona Coupe, there's one of six, I don't understand why that car's not $100 million bucks. And I don't understand why a Ford GT40, which basically was the, you know, and six, the, the Daytona Coupe was the only car, I think to this day, that still holds a record for being the only American-made car that 
what won the World Manufacturing Championship. That was 1965. And then you've got the Ford GT, which won Le Mans, 1, 2, 3, and 66, won 67, 68, and beat Porsche by a car length in 69. So why aren't those cars 30, 40 million? Well, it's all about the brand name. Hey, spoken and asked like a true a true blue blue oval Ford fan. <laughs> it's really all it's it's all about the name play. Here's the reality of the situation. Uh, the Ford, despite the fact that the Ford GT we're talking about now and the prior sale of the Daytona Cobra uh, being sort of holy grail high watermarks for Ford performance fans in the world market, not the U.S. market, in the world market, really Ferrari is the is the most sought after nameplate and uh you know if you had your druthers you'd rather have a daytona cobra or a ford gt in your garage than probably any ferrari like i would yep um but at the same time appealing to the world market uh and of course supply and demand that's what drives market prices on anything including collector cars and the more buyers you have the more potential for crazy prices but you know what you start thinking about a robert you know a ford a ford for ten million dollars that's Pretty impressive in its own right. Well, the CSX one 0001 or whatever it was, Carroll Shelby's Cobra. It's at the least it, it, it RM a couple years ago. At least it brought I think it was ten or eleven million. So that, that I jumped for joy and clicked my heels on that one. So yeah, and of course that's a Ford. Yes. Uh, but it, it's Ford powered. But at the same time, you know, you look at the genesis of what we're, we're not talking about production line. Ford. Yeah, that's true. Uh, the, you know, the Cobra line was built by uh, AC Bristol or, or AC Cars in England and was shipped over here. And Carroll Shelby and his gang uh, did the modifications to put the V8 in it, 260 and then the 289, and then eventually the 427, which is what I'd like to have, mm-hmm. never will. But anyway, um, uh, yeah, it, it's, you know, it, this is very, very heady stuff. And, um, you know, collectors will. Some collectors will sort of pursue their passion, and then other collectors will pursue cars that they think may have upside, you know, for the investment aspect. And I'm I'm strictly all about passion. Buy what you can afford to buy what you like and you love. And down the road, hopefully, it's going to pay off. Not everybody has that attitude. That's, that's how I roll. Oh, hey, I'm right there with you. So let's go right down. Let, let's go down to stuff that you and I can afford. You know, twenty, thirty thousand dollar range. So, uh, what are yeah. some of the highlight cars? I mean, you know, where, and where's the market right now? You know, your Roadrunners, your GTOs, your Torinos, your Chevelles, your four four twos, and stuff like that. Yeah, let me tell you about a car that's just getting so much attention here. It's a GTO nineteen sixty five, getting so much attention. You know, sometimes, sometimes it's about the story, and then sometimes it's about the car. Now, sometimes it's about both. Listen to this. We have a 1965 Pontiac GTO. It's my favorite car at this entire auction. This is a car that was bought new um, back in by a gal by the name of Joan Kennedy in Kansas back in 1965. Her husband ordered the car. ton of options. How about a 389 Tri-Power 4-speed with factory air? Rarely seen combination. Tons of other options, too. It's Fontaine blue, kind of a medium blue metallic, dark blue interior. car's been repainted. But it's in great shape. It's got the original interior. looks like new. All these years later, Joan Kennedy is here with the car, selling it. One-owner car. It's selling at no reserve on Thursday. And she's here with the car. Probably, I don't know how old Joan is, but wow. do a little bit of math. The car's 50-some-odd 50 years old. You know, she was in her 20s and 30s when she bought it. You can kind of, you know, figure out the math on it. And to speak with her, look at the car, hear her story the care and the attention of the car, and then the fact that she decided to bring it to Meekum Auctions to sell it, and then to roll the dice and go no reserve with it. That, oh. that hits every button I have, Robert. The emotional and the desirability of the car and history and story, and oh, who wouldn't want to have that one? What color is it? Called The color is called Fontaine Blue, and it's oh, okay. sort of a medium blue metallic, very, very pretty color. And uh, with redline tires, of course, and, and, you know, no modifications. Cars totally uh, 100% uh, correct, no modifications. And other than a repaint, car's all original. And she's got all the original paperwork, and it goes along with it. Interesting, interesting. There's one car that uh, I see on your website. It's a 69, it's actually a 70 Shelby. And it's Grabber Green. I don't know if that car caught your attention or not. And it has a funky hood scoop on top of an original hood. 6970 style hood, and the car has a 427 in it. 
And uh, the, inter- the interesting story about that car is, is that car was bought new by Mark Fisher from, uh, I think, Johnny Bolton Ford in Orlando, or Maitland, actually. Oh, okay. And I, I remember racing with that, not against that car. It was in our club back in the 70s, and we were at Lakeland. I don't know if I should say this on the air, but I will say it on the air. Uh, it was at the Lakeland International Raceway. We used to have autocrosses back in the 70s, okay? And Mark was real good friends with Wayne... I can't think of Wayne's last name, but you sold a bunch of his cars a few years back. He had a big collection of Boss 429 and camera cars, and he had some, he had a couple of Mavericks and some Mustangs, and he was big into that. And uh, so Wayne, Wayne Schmeckley. Wayne Schmeckley. No, it wasn't Schmeckley. It was something else. Okay. I, it was um, um, try, God. I can't think. And unfortunately, Wayne was a good guy, but he passed away. But um, oh, and no. and him Wayne and. Schmeckley. Yeah, and, and Wayne and Mark were buddy buddies. And the first time I met him, Wayne and Mark rolled up at one of our Shelby meets driving a Boss Rail 2, 70 Boss Rail 2, a yellow one with uh, Cleveland in it. But anyway, so Mark was drag racing this car because we had autocrosses and drag races. And this car had a 427 in it. Okay, so they pulled the original jet motor out of it, put the 427 in it, had a, you yep. know, a line lock and all that good stuff. And then he ran down the end of the track, and apparently the fa- the brakes failed, and he went off the track, passed the shutdown lane, and, and at the end of the racetrack at Lakeland International Raceway, which is where they used to have the uh, um, uh, uh, fall nationals there, or, the, or there was an uh, NHRA race back in the 70s, uh, he went right in the swamp. So we all ran down there, and they got a truck and a car and some 4 four stuff, and we pulled him out of it. But the car then was sold to uh, uh, Mac and Scott over there at uh, Ford... Uh, Ford Power Parts or something like that in Orlando. They had the car for a long time, and then just recently, I don't know if he still owns it, but the car was bought by uh, one of the Miller brothers. And so I actually know the whole history on that car, and that is one that is one incredible car with some great history. That really, truly is. I hope that car gets a really, really good home because that is an original car. It's never been trashed. It's always been taken care of. Um, it's a, and it's and of course I'm you know I'm one of the state reps for the Shelby Club so I got a weakness for that car anyway but that's a cool piece so I just thought I'd throw that in. Oh, that sounds yeah I'm not familiar with that car I appreciate the backstory on it. Um, day two I mean that's sort of a day two treatment you know back in the day guys would buy performance cars and not necessarily performance cars and they would modify them mm-hmm. and then the trend in this beginning really in the mid 1980s was to if they were modified was to bring them back to original. Now you see all these cars, a lot of cars, performance cars, that have been restored back to an original configuration. But, you know, as a kid that really grew up in the 60s and 70s, I remember these cars modified very much like the, the uh, description of the Shelby that you just gave us. And uh, there's a trend. There's a trend now where people really like that period modified look. The resto mods and procuring the different level of car altogether. And the story, and probably just the nostalgia that that car will hopefully will bring some buyer. Um, hopefully, it's going to sell. I'll definitely be keeping an eye on that one. Robert Green stands out. Oh yeah, it definitely does. Um, so the market. Tell us a little bit. We got about five or six yep. minutes left. That. Give us your thought on the market right now. So basically, by having the first auction of the year, you're going to set the tone for the rest of the year, right? Right on. I couldn't have, couldn't have uh, better set it myself. Every year we start out wondering what exactly is going to happen, and we know that this auction, Semi Florida at Mika, the biggest collector car auction in the world, is going to really tell us what is really going on with the market. Are we going to see the trends continue that we've seen uh, in the course of 2018? Pickup trucks, SUVs, uh, a first-generation Broncos, in, in particular, is that craze going to continue? I'm going to predict yes. Will there be new emerging markets? Will the existing core of the collector car market which really consists of 50s chrome and thin era cars, 60s muscle cars, and Corvettes. That's really the core of the collector car market. Um, will that continue to the primarily baby boomer market, or are we going to start seeing a transition, a shifting of the gears from those sellers, and a lot of these collections fit into that, where these sellers are getting older, but you know what? The younger guys in the hobby, they're getting older too. They're aging step and step with all the rest of us. So the guys that, you know, 10 years ago were 30s and 40s saying, hey, they're cool, but I'm, you know, raising a family, kids in college, uh, paying off college loans, whatever the case is, they're starting to kind of settle in, and it looks like, Robert, in my opinion, early on, it looks like the state of the collector car market in 2019 is going to be very, very strong. 
right now as of today we are up in sales dollar number sales from where we were at the same exact time last year even taking into account the extra day that we've added to the auction so about halfway through the completion of the auction it's looking good but it really is all going to depend on what happens in the the, the second half really beginning tomorrow the second half of this auction and where we sort of end up what's your perception of the way this market's well, it, right now. it's interesting because I appraise cars for a living. That's one of the things I do is sure. appraisals and diminished values. I'm also an independent dealer, so I buy and sell some stuff and broker for people. And I will tell you that I think, I thought in 2015-16 it leveled off a little bit, but I'm amazed that here we are, 2019, and my phone still rings off the hook, and I have people inquiring about cars. And when I tell them, let's say that you're looking for a 69Z28, and I tell them that's a $50,000, $60,000 car. They don't think yep. anything of it. They think, okay, that's fine. So that tells me that if there's fifty, sixty thousand, and they're okay with it, that tells me that everybody's comfortable and he thinks that we're at a we're at, at that pace. And then they said, you know, if it's a really, really nice car with good documentation and provenance, I don't mind paying seventy, eighty thousand dollars for that car. So that tells me that the market's strong and there's still a lot of interest out there. And so that's good news. And I, so my feeling is. I think, I think we're going to do good. And besides, I look at some of the other upcoming auctions. I'm looking at the auction estimates. All the auction estimates are, go, are up. Yeah, and, you know, as I said earlier, um, it's all really going to see how this one particular auction unfolds. Um, after the auction, if your listeners go to meekum.com and sign up to be an Inclement member, it's really easy to do, and it's free. It basically puts their email address in. It allows you to go to the website and go behind the scenes and look at all of the all the sales information, what the actual, what the vehicle brought or if it didn't sell, what the high bid was. It gives you access to all those results. Honestly, um, as a car geek just like you, it really is one of the best, if not the best, tool to show real-time results on comparable cars that either your listeners might be wanting to buy or they own one or they're just curious on what these things are bringing. Super. Well, John, we're up against the clock. I'm going to be there tomorrow. I look forward to seeing you. Again, I want to thank my special guest, John Craman, the color combinator and the voice of Mecham Auctions. Don't forget to check out MecumAuctions.com. John, thank you again very much. I'll see you tomorrow, right? Thanks, Robert. See you, buddy. Okay, take care. Hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Don't forget, every Tuesday night here on the Tan Talk Radio Network. Nostalgic Radio and Cars for the most legendary and fascinating names in motorsports. I want to see you at some of the car shows. Don't forget, check out our website and check out Fastlane Travel. In the meantime, everybody, stay safe, drive carefully, and love your family. I found an island in your heart.